Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Monday, May 22nd, 529 a.m. Central Time. July corn futures up four and a quarter at 558 and a quarter. July soybeans up seven and a quarter at 1314 and a half. We've got a lower trade in the wheat market. July SRW wheat down seven at 598. July Kansas City wheat down 13 cents at 811 and a quarter. July spring wheat down eight at 796. Mackenzie, let's start with some of uh, last week's <clears throat> price action here. Soybean futures post posted fresh 10-month lows on Friday. The nearby July 2023 soybean contract fell to a low of $13.04 per bushel after peaking above $15 per bushel back in February. U.S. soybeans continue to, to trade at a drastic premium to Brazilian soybeans on the global export market. While domestic demand remains strong, export concerns have caused a significant rise in bearish sentiment. SRW wheat futures posted fresh lows. The July SRW wheat contract fell below $6 for the first time in two years. Uh, the corn market isn't much better, but I guess it's better by comparison the last few days. Um, a lot of this just has to do with demand. I mean, when you look at soybeans, talk continues, chatter continues. U.S. beans are drastically overpriced versus Brazil, and uh, that's a fact. Now, new crop uh, U.S. beans are competitive, and we should start to see some additional export business there. But this is really ugly price action nevertheless. When it comes to wheat, you know, we saw the Kansas wheat tour last week. We know that uh, the U.S. HRW wheat crop in particular is in really, really bad shape. And that did help to rally the market, I think, for a moment um, early last week. But that rally has been negated. Uh, fresh lows in SRW, HRW futures have come down drastically. So we've just got uh, some demand problems and some negative sentiment here, certainly. Large money managers remain net short the corn market. CFTC released weekly commitment of traders data on Friday. During the week ending May 16th, the funds were net buyers of 17,000 contracts of corn. They were net sellers of 28,000 contracts of soybeans and net buyers of 4,000 contracts of SRW wheat for the week. So remember this data here is accurate through Tuesday last week and uh, the private groups estimate uh, that we saw quite a bit of additional selling late last week. So in real time, as we uh, start off the week here, the funds are probably flat to maybe even net short the soybean market for the first time since 2020, I think. Um, they're probably short more like 100,000 contracts in the corn market and probably short like 130, maybe 140,000 contracts in the uh, SRW wheat market. So the sentiment thing has totally flip-flopped here the last several months. I mean, we went from a time frame where, you know, funds were net long the corn market and the soybean market for, you know, two years without a break. And now they're they're probably uh, net short soybeans. They're net short a lot of corn, net short a ton of SRW wheat. Uh, guys, this takes me to my premium video that uh, we sent out on Friday. This is a question I had come in from like a thousand people. Joe, why would the funds sell corn during planting knowing that there's weather risk and what happens when the funds are net short the market during the planting season so i went back through history we picked out a whole bunch of years in which the funds were net short uh, during the planting window during this uh, april may june time frame this is actually incredibly interesting stuff and i i didn't realize how interesting it was until i did the video guys this video itself is worth 50 bucks uh go to standardgrain.com you can sign up for the premium subscription this morning uh, 
Uh, there's a brand new premium video every single day along with our morning email. Tons of info. 50 bucks a month. Cancel at any time. No other fee. No other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything thing else i promise you that that fun video during planting that's worth uh, the price of admission in itself chinese soybean imports are soft customs data released saturday revealed that china's soybean imports from brazil fell 16 percent versus the same month last year through the month of april chinese imports of brazilian soybeans are down 28 percent versus the same period last year imports from the u.s however are up more than 11 percent concerns regarding the chinese economy continues to persist okay so um brazil had a huge or has a huge soybean crop but harvest was delayed a little bit and that may be part of the issue here there are also some better crush margins in china they've improved quite a bit so that's maybe a positive moving forward there's been a lot of talk about these stricter uh, inspection requirements when it comes to imports maybe that was part of the problem if you look at um percentage change year to date uh imports Let's see, corn imports into China are down 8% year to date. Uh, wheat imports are actually up sharply, although they don't import a ton of wheat. Uh, sorghum imports down 71% year to date. I'm sure there's a few of you guys watching who are uh, sorghum importers or, or growers rather. And uh, the China Chinese demand is a big deal when it comes to uh, that market in particular. This week will be mostly warm and dry across the U.S. Corn Belt. Many areas will see daily highs in the 80s this week. Above normal temperatures are likely in the northern plains and northwest Corn Belt. Very little rain is expected in Iowa, Illinois, Minnesota, Indiana, and Ohio. Some follow-up rains are expected, however, further west. The forecast turns wetter again for some of the Corn Belt during the first week of June. I wanted to go and look at the last 72 hours here. So there was some weekend rain, and, and a lot of this started Friday, I think, over uh, Kansas, parts of Colorado, Oklahoma, Texas. And then you got to kind of jump further east into uh, Tennessee, Kentucky, parts of Indiana, Ohio. When you look at the next 10 days out through the 31st, very dry for most of the Corn Belt. And then the Plains has some rain, although um, the, these chances, I think, for Nebraska and Kansas and Oklahoma, I think they've been reduced a little bit. The extended forecast, when you look at the GFS, and, the, and if you guys don't know, I think most people know this, the Euro is like your shorter term model. It's only 10 days. The GFS goes out further than that. The GFS out through June 6th is um, very wet for the plains, for the western Corn Belt. Still kind of drier for Illinois and Indiana and uh, places like that. So I don't know. I, I'm not sure that the market is is trading wet or dry or hot or cool right now, but we're going to get to that point uh, pretty quickly. So I don't know. I, it's going to be dry this week in a lot of areas. Uh, planting should wrap up in a lot of areas. We've still got some uh, some slower type stuff going on in uh, North Dakota in particular is, is maybe our, our biggest problem area this year. USDA will be out with a uh, crop progress report at three o'clock today. Debt ceiling talks are going to resume today. President Joe Biden and House Republican Speaker Kevin McCarthy will meet today to discuss the debt ceiling. The standoff over the issue has the potential to put more strain on the U.S. economy, which we all know is already vulnerable to a recession. Biden has said he is willing to cut spending along with tax adjustments, but Republicans must move from their extreme positions. On Sunday, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen reiterated the need for a deal by June 1st to avoid a default. If a default were to occur, interest rates would spike and the financial markets would uh, turn chaotic. We've got kind of a mixed bag in terms of how the markets are viewing this. So the stock market, like the S&P, made fresh highs, uh, multi-month highs on just Thursday last week. 
and then peeled back a little bit on Friday. So you're not seeing the concern in the stock market. Uh, Treasuries have been under a little bit of pressure. uh, So maybe the treasury market's reacting to this uh, slightly. I feel like maybe the media is making more of this than the markets are at this point. Uh, Bloomberg had a headline uh, this morning, traders brace for volatility ahead of debt ceiling debacle or something along those lines. And I just, I don't know if that's actually what's happening or not. Uh, Somebody from Goldman Sachs, I think it was like their chief economist uh, was on Bloomberg over the weekend. He said that their X date in terms of when a default could occur is June 8th or June 9th. That's their analysis of the situation. So I don't know. We've got to keep an eye on it. I don't know that it's a big deal like here and now today, but uh, fast forward a week. If this thing's not resolved, it could be a big deal. Um, so USDA released their Catalan feed report on Friday. Overall, the markets will most, li- most likely view Friday's report as neutral. Catalan feed as of May 1st was down 3% to 11.6 million, uh, million head compared to last year. This was basically dead even with expectations. Placements during April totaled 1.7 million head. That was down 4% compared to 2022. This was just slightly, uh, slightly down from what was predicted. Marketing's in April totaled 1.7 million head down 10% year over year. This was also just down slightly from what analysts uh, predicted. So with placements being down 4% from last year and total on feed numbers also being down, uh, most likely both feeder and cattle futures should be able to continue their upward trend. Yeah, this is a big picture friendly, short term kind of neutral versus expectations. This is actually one of the more neutral Catalan feed reports I've seen. Usually what happens in in a lot of cases, they'll be close on the Catalan feed number and then they'll miss the placements by 5%. Like this month, they actually got just about all of it right. So Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, definitely a a neutral deal versus expectations at least. Outside markets to start the week, guys, pretty quiet. US dollars off just a little bit. The S&P's down one. The Dow's up seven points. Quiet there. Precious metals about flat. Crude oil's about flat this morning. So awfully quiet in the outside markets to start the week. Everybody have a great day today. I will talk to you Tuesday.